0: I was on a hiking trip with my son on the dates that follow. August 20th, 21st, 22nd of 2006. We were hiking to a snow shelter, cabin. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. In the Rogue slash Siski division trail, it is known as Grayback Shelter named after the mountain that shadows the meadow. There used to be two cabins in the area, less than a one-eighth to a one-quarter mile apart. The other cabin was called Kraus Cabin, it was named after the family that used to run cattle through there in the 40s. It has long since burned down, but the other cabin is still there and is used quite often. The trail we took to the shelter is O'Brien Creek TR 900, it leads to a junction, the lower trail leads you to the shelter and the upper or other part leads to a division TR 1207. It is about two miles to the meadow and the cabins from the trailhead parking lot, but don't let that trick you, you are in the woods. Other than the road to the trailheads in the area that all lead to the same location, there are no roads in this wilderness area. The first couple of days were very relaxing and peaceful. On the morning of the last day we were at the cabin, I woke up around 7 30 am and woke my son and told him I was going over to the outhouse at the other cabin and that I would be back in a little bit. So I proceeded to the outhouse and well. Shortly, after I had finished, I walked out to the meadow, which has a little footpath that runs between the two cabins. The meadow is simply beautiful. It is your normal high mountain natural meadow that rolls and rises with spot of trees and shrubs that continue up the mountain's crest. It is a pretty big meadow. So, I decided to stop and enjoy it a little while before going back to the cabin. My son was 16 at the time so I figured he would be okay for a little bit. I probably stood there for about 10 to 15 minutes, just enjoying the morning sun, beautiful clear day. It was about 8 colon 15 am when I heard what I thought to be a fox or coyote kind of yipping and howling low. It sounded like it was just above me about 50 to 60 yards or so. As I was looking for it, the howl suddenly stopped not like a fox or coyote theirs tend to slowly drop to a quiet drought out howl, this didn't, and then I heard what sounded like a real low deep guttural sound, then the creature would repeat the same type call, each ending the same way with the guttural grunt type sound and then end and it would begin again. This went on for a couple of minutes, I carry a 45 pistol for protection while I'm in the woods, had some bad experience with predators and people in the past, I also make my son carry a little .22 pistol for the same reason. I didn't really feel threatened but I was very concerned about my son, so I drew my weapon, I will not fire unless there is no other choice, and I will make sure of what it is that I am firing at, I just don't shoot at sound, that's stupid. But, was concerned about my son big time, so I quickly walked half ran back to my son at the other cabin. I told my son that I was coming around the cabin so I would not startle him. And, I found my son white as a sheet and his pistol drew and looking in the same direction the sound had come. He said, Dad. What the hell was that? My son at the time didn't cuss around me, so for him to say that was understandable and surprising. We then ate a quick breakfast and packed our gear and headed out shortly after that. I made my son walk in front of me all the way down to the truck. As we hiked down the trail we both would constantly check our back trail, it is only about one and a half, two miles back down to where we parked, but on that day it was the longest one and a half, two miles I think I have walked to date. And, we have not been back to the area since, which is weird to us, because we have made the trip many times as my son has grown up. We started hiking the trail together we he was four years old and I have hiked the trail many times by myself before that day in August. I decided to join my bestie Karen for a three day stay at her grandmother's place on the Rez. Her grandmother lives near a place called Tuba City, Arizona, in the middle of nowhere but surrounded by rural homes. We go to college together and I was kinda interested to know about Navajo tradition. The first day we stayed, it was pretty chill, nothing out of the ordinary but then her grandma, not that old, around 67, said that a stray dog came out of nowhere and wouldn't leave. To me, it did act kinda strange and ugly looking. Black, shaggy coat, looked like a mix between a German Shepherd and a Lab. That night, We were watching a movie in the living room, had big windows that looked out into the front where the cars are parked, nothing fancy, with the curtains wide open, grandma was in the kitchen cooking dinner and we were watching a movie. Next to the window is a medium bookshelf and where DVDs are kept. Karen went to put back a DVD we had just watched, but she freaked out because that stray black dog was staring at us through the window standing on top of the wood box outside. Not something normal dogs do from my point of view or hers. Usually my dog, which is a house dog, scratches the door to be let in. Rez dogs aren't house dogs and dogs inside houses are frowned upon in Navajo tradition, meant to protect the house and owner. The other dogs seem to stay away from it. Karen opened the door and yelled at it to get it off the box. It ran off behind the shed. We went to Tatuba city to get some groceries came back to the house. The dog was nowhere to be seen, nothing unusual. Grandma went to visit some people so it was just Karen and I about 5 o'clock we heard someone trying to open the door, both of us looked out since there had been no car heard and no dogs barking. Looking out the living room window to the door and there was the dog trying to open the door with its paws. Two paws wrapped around the brass door knob, standing on its hind legs. I though that was... Weird but wasn't really freaked out, Karen was. She opened the door and chased it off. Grandma came back later and Karen told her, Grandma didn't like what she heard. Got ready to sleep, we slept in the spare bedroom since it had two beds. One window with curtains opened a little. We turned off the light, but there was a sound coming from on top of the roof. Pitter patter footsteps and scratching sounds and panting. It then sounded like it jumped off onto the large plastic water barrel they had. At first we heard what sounded like barking, but as it grew louder, the other dogs seemed to be barking at something also. But all of a sudden, something was running around the house barking and it was no dog, nope, it wasn't. This barking sounded human, a deep male voice barking like it knew that we knew it wasn't a dog. Woof, woof, rough. Earth just exactly like that, adding the W's, R's and A's. Then panting again by the window and we started freaking out. Karen decided to, in my opinion was stupid, open the curtains to look out, there was the stray dog on its hind legs looking into our bedroom but this time, it stunk and what I thought were two black holes in the neck, another pair of eyes twinkled, think of those ugly glossy spider eyes staring at you. And the paws were deformed looking hands with overgrown somewhat thick and sharp fingernails again both screaming and shutting the curtains closed grandma came running through the door and seeing it first thing she did was grab ashes from the fireplace load three shells into the shotgun from under her bed bless herself in navajo and went outside to shoot it yelling in navajo about how the thing wasn't welcome there and to get the hell out of there for it go to linger somewhere else them both being traditional, the next day they called a medicine man to come over and put cedar in. He prayed over everyone with cedar smoke and an eagle feather, blessed the place, made us eat bitter herbs called eagle's gull or something and gave me an arrowhead. Apparently I needed to carry one for protection and a little pouch called corn pollen. Seems to work pretty well. The medicine man said that dog was a skinwalker, Which in Navajo is a long word but I call them Yoshis, the body of the stray dog, which was killed by the Skinwalker, made an illusion so we wouldn't know it wasn't a real dog. He also said that Yoshis tend to harm people by using some sort of human bone straw to spit at someone, think, spitballs only deadlier, and get human bones into them. Doctors can't detect it, but the medicine man that day pulled a piece of human skull out of grandma's right shoulder, pretty big, about two inches long and one centimeter thick, it was real because we watched him pull it out of her, that was intense. We were camping and I had to pee, so I got out of the tent with my flashlight and went not too far to the front of my car. It was so dark that I couldn't even see my hand in front of my face. All of a sudden, I got this strange feeling that I was being watched. Then I noticed this horrible smell that I can't even describe to this day, all I know is that it didn't smell like a normal animal at all. I didn't get a feeling that it was going to hurt me but I knew it was very close so all I wanted to do was run. I ran back to my tent and outside I could hear the huge, heavy footsteps and the crashing of the brush as it left the campsite. I have never told this story but recently my nephew and his wife were in the same exact campground and began telling me a story that was almost identical to mine except instead of it leaving when she returned to her tent, it came closer and smashed the side of their tent with its enormous hand. Then after her loud screams, left with heavy footsteps too. I thought it was strange that almost identical stories could happen in the same place. It just makes me even more of a believer. I, 25 at the time, f, experienced what I can only imagine as otherworldly occurrence when I first moved to the Sierra Nevadas about four years ago. I had been living in South Lake Tahoe CA for years, and spent a decent amount of time outdoors hiking, camping, and just generally enjoying the beautiful place I was lucky enough to call home. Now, I don't scare easy, I'm used to being be myself and I carry weapons with me everywhere I go. Being a 5 feet 2 and 110 pounds female I go out of my way to be sure I can protect myself. There were many people in the outdoor community who told me to be careful on trails and in the forests, I usually do these things alone, save for my trustworthy, though somewhat cowardly, dog, but I never felt as uncomfortable, confused, and downright afraid as I did in my own apartment one night when I finally relocated away from Tahoe to the city of Reno, Nevada. I had moved to Reno to get away from the isolation of living in Lake Tahoe, and though it is only about 60 miles away, it felt like a different world. Now the city itself isn't huge, and I was living in the north end of town, which is surrounded by high desert foothills and is somewhat sparsely populated compared to the more urban city center but I never felt as if I was out in the boonies or anything of the sort. I lived alone with my pup and we liked our little apartment. So to set the scene here, it was early fall. The sun was beginning to set at a much earlier time of day, which was exemplified by the, the fact that the city sits in a valley. So sunset seems to approach much faster than in other places in Northern Nevada. My apartment sat just above street level with a window in the kitchen next to my stacked washer and dryer that looked out into an alley, maybe about 10 feet above the small street that went beside the small fourplex building. It was dark outside, and I was alone with my dog doing laundry. My apartment layout was an open concept, the living room slash kitchen area was separated by a wall which had a huge space cut out of it that you could see through to each room with the washer and dryer tucked around one corner and the aforementioned window to the left of that. With the openness of the space, the darkness outside, and the amount of overall windows the apartment had, if it was dark outside and I had lights on, it looked like I was living in a fishbowl or a terrarium, anyone or anything could see right in. I made it a point to always close my blinds because of this, save the small window looking out to the alley. I didn't mind keeping those blinds open because I liked the fresh air, and someone would essentially need a ladder to reach me had they been determined enough. As I was removing clothing from the dryer and turning to plop it onto my couch to begin folding, I realized my dog was acting incredibly strange. He didn't want to cross over the line from the living room to the kitchen, which was marked by a change from carpet to tile. Though it was only a few steps, he seemed incredibly hesitant and began whining and burping out small, concerned woofs. At first I just thought he was anxious, for whatever reason, he is known to be a bit of a weenie, but then out of nowhere I sensed this immense and insurmountable feeling of dread and displacement. I had my back turned to the washer and dryer, and to that small alley facing window. My dog sat facing me, almost looking past me, and his clear anxiety and frustration began to build as I was asking him what was wrong. He began barking a full alarm bark at this point, and as soon as he did the sense that someone or something was observing me took me over and caused my blood to run cold. My logical response was someone must be watching me through that window, the only window that has opened blinds, the only window anyone could possibly see me through. So in one fell swoop I reached for the overhead drawstring for the light and turned it off and faced the window to confront whoever or whatever was intruding on my life. As soon as the light clicked off and the room was dark, I saw what I can only describe as a perfectly round light, about the size of a small cantaloupe, directly across from me on the other side of the window. It didn't glow like a lamp or light, though. Its edges were perfect, and it did not hover nor vibrate nor move at all. At this point I was too stunned to move, and my fight flight or freeze response had engaged so quickly I had no time to really recognize or rationalize what I was seeing. I was looking at this thing, and it was looking back. I felt cold, confused, my hair standing on end, my heart racing. My dog had gone into full freak-out mode and was jumping and barking and generally causing a ruckus in the living room, as he could see this all. The light seemed now to realize that I was able to see it, and it looked as if it backed away, or at least grew smaller in size had moved to the right of the window. It flickered twice, and then disappeared. It didn't buzz away or fly away, it didn't zoom out of vision. It was visible, not visible, visible, and then gone. As soon as I realized the light wasn't there anymore I opened the window fully, and poked my head out to see what was going on. Maybe someone was up at my window with a flashlight? Maybe someone in the neighboring buildings had seen something and would be out checking for themselves to try and solve this odd mystery? Nothing. Not a soul. And what felt like deafening quiet. I closed the window as soon as I shut the window I heard a solid three knocks on the larger window by the front door of the living room. As mentioned before, those blinds were closed, and though from the outside looking and it's likely clear someone is home because the lights were on in that room, no one could possibly know it's me, alone, in my apartment, right? I wasn't expecting anyone over, it was too late for solicitors, no one had any reason to be at my house at that time, and I wasn't going to open that door. My dog had rushed to kitchen as soon as the light outside the window had disappeared, and he was in what I can only call full defense mode. Now my dog is an absolute pussy. I've seen him run from cats, get spooked by bags blowing in the street, and he generally stays right by my side on hikes and while we're camping for me to protect him. This pup seemed ready for war, hackles up, eyes alert, growling at the front window now, I stepped into the living room, grabbed my gun with one hand, keys with the other and slinked back to the kitchen and out the back door to where my car was parked. I threw the dog in, started up and raced off to a restaurant across town where I ordered to go food and ate in the front seat of my Subaru. We car camped in a Walmart parking lot that night. I returned to the apartment the following day, my laundry still on the couch no apparent signs of anyone trying to enter the place, everything seemed normal. I never experienced any disruption in that place again for the year and a half I lived there afterwards. I have no idea to this day what I experienced, and it wasn't until I shared this story that I heard the knocking and sense of being observed was a somewhat common phenomenon that people relate to encounters with skinwalkers. I don't know what the f happened that night. But I'd mark myself incredibly lucky if I never had to experience something like that again. Me and an old boyfriend went out there to shoot, but I was annoyed with him, so when we got out there, we split up. I took off across the road and was walking on old stumps for about 15 minutes while he was shooting. He then came running towards me yelling my name. He is 6 feet 4 inches and he was as white as a ghost when he got to me. He said that he said that something was up on the cliff of the hill that we had been on before. I didn't believe him until he started to shoot at it with his .22. Then after a couple of shots I saw it get up slowly turn around and start walking away. We were so scared we got in my car and took off. We came back the next day with a friend and tried to find something but we couldn't. Well there were two separate incidents. The first was on the 17th and we were sitting around a campfire talking when I heard something crash in the forest. I looked up and saw something staring at us from the darkness of the forest. I told the guys I was with and they thought I was crazy. I told them to grab their lights and help me look for what it was. It took off and went southeast through the woods faster than I could move i got to the end of the clearing of the group campsite and lost it because it got steep off the back side two nights after that on the 19th at approximately 3 a.m i was woke up by what i originally though was a woman screaming i got up and out of my tent and followed the sound and it took me to an overlook of the clackamas river the screaming sounds were coming from upstream and i listened to them for a few minutes then from downstream i heard a similar scream These screams continued back and forth for approximately 15 minutes or so then stopped. I told my friends about the incident the next morning but they already thought I was crazy from the first sighting. I'm fairly certain after hearing the screams that what I saw the first night was a Sasquatch. My friend and I were camping in this very small campground. It was dusk when we got there and sprinkling. We saw some elk just hanging out around the campsite that is how remote it was. No one but us were there. Late that night into the early morning hours, I remember being awakened by a loud noise, like rummaging. I didn't know what it was but maybe a bear. Then I smelled this nasty, rotten egg smell, which was thick and harsh. To the point I covered my nose. I thought it was my friend passing gas, lol in their sleep but it was strong and horrible i heard movement thinking it was just a bear but i never smelled a bear that bad before later after reading some of the reports on here i started thinking it was bigfoot rumaging through our stuff i felt creeped out and scared i never felt that way about a bear this feeling was a lot stronger than that so i believe now that it was a bigfoot Okay, I would first like to say that I appreciate this sub a lot. I've heard this story from my parents years ago and I was since then not able to let it slide. Every now and then I have a wave of obsession over it and I want to do research. Sadly, the internet is littered with shit stories like the ones you can now see all over TikTok. I really want to do my research, but all I can find is history channel, cheap TikTok videos and stories about 12 feet tall wolves on their hind legs. So here I am, in this sub, hoping to find more genuine information on this topic. This is also the first time I ever post about this. Let me start this story off with my first big question mark. This all happened, not in Navajo areas, not in America, but in Czech Republic. Me and my family travel to Czech Republic regularly to visit relatives they live in a very small village in the woods. Everyone knows everyone. It's beautiful and we always go for our long walks in the woods. So much that you could basically drop me off anywhere in the forest on my own and I would be able to find my way back without a problem. Our stay is always about two weeks long and we share a room with the four of us. There is not much to do there, but every day that we are there, we go for about two walks. Small ones about half an hour to an hour depending on which side of the forest we enter. Then, when me and my younger brother go to bed, my parents go for one last walk with the dog and return about an hour later before going to bed. About eight or nine years ago I think, it was a normal summer day. I skipped the morning walk, had breakfast when everyone was walking and joined them on their walk before dinner. When it was time for me and my brother to go to bed, my parents and grandparents were in the living room. I was around 12 years old and at about that annoying age where you don't want to go to bed just yet. At 12 p.m., when my grandparents get ready for bed, my parents check on us before going for their night walk with the dog. I pretended to sleep and when the door closed, I pulled out my iPod Touch from under my pillow. My parents would always stay away for about an hour, so i knew how much time i had to play some games before they returned after what i think was half an hour i already heard my parents coming back this was odd because they like to take their time to enjoy looking at the stars they never get off the man-made path at night because wild boars stay in the woods and they might still have some younglings so they can be more dangerous if you enter their home so from the path you can perfectly see the sky what was even more odd is that they were not just calmly entering the house, telling the dog good night and getting ready for bed. They slammed the door shut and quickly went into the bedroom. I, who couldn't help but be curious as to why they seemed to be panting and panicking, asked them why they were so early. Instead of getting an answer though, I was told to go to sleep because it was way too late. The next day they didn't mention anything to me about what happened. Not until I overheard them talking to my grandparents about a huge bird in the woods. I had to ask and they seemed hesitant, but finally they told me what had led them to finish the previous day with such stress. They were walking on their path with the dog, enjoying the warm night. Little before their usual stop where they would look at the stars the dog, who normally always runs ahead of them, seemed to not want to walk any further. Instead, he was looking up the hill into the woods. My parents, who didn't think much of it and brushed it off as a deer, went ahead and walked further. Until they heard a screech from where the dog was looking at. It was very far away, but they stopped walking to hear if they could hear it again. After a few seconds they did and the dog started barking. Not very long after it repeated itself, but it seemed to be a lot closer. The dog, who was normally very brave and protective started running back home and left my parents weirded out. One more time they heard the screech that my father described as the sound of a very huge owl and again it sounded like it was closer. That was the moment my parents started running home too. Very quickly it seemed to be catching up to them, but this is where it gets weird. Not only was the noise getting way too loud, It was also getting lower and the screechiness had turned into something more like a scream. Not only that, they started hearing the creature that was making the noise run. They said it sounded like a human running. Two heavy feet were following them, only at an immense speed. When they finally got out of the wooded area the running behind them stopped, but my parents kept running and the screaming of the creature continued. It sounded like a mix of a man and a bird and they kept hearing it for a while. They ran all the way home, knowing that they weren't being followed anymore, but they wanted to get home as soon as possible. My father is a brave man, and even though they never had this experience again, he still doesn't go to that part of the woods at night anymore. Hearing him tell me this story and seeing the fear in his eyes still haunts me. I believe in skinwalkers, but I don't know what to make out of this. Do skinwalkers exist outside of America? Can they make the sound of any animal? This will probably be a mystery for the rest of my life, but I still cannot let it go. Me and friends show up at a campground and we were the only people there kept hearing the tree behind us move and this went on for a few hours and it fell or jumped out there was a branch moving 25 to 30 feet up. It hit the ground hard we shined lights at it and seen it walk off and this thing was seven to eight feet tall had at least four foot wide shoulders hairy and smelled horrible. My father and uncle have a story of living as outsiders non-native Caucasian young people on the reservation their tale of experiencing a skinwalker. My grandma taught school on the reservation and they lived well off compared to the natives living there. From what I know, there's a lot of lore surrounding the Navajo Nation. Non-natives, primarily older generations, keeping their experiences and stories left unspoken, especially to those not from the culture. Forgive me if I'm mistaken in any of this, the culture, ideology, practices, or any other part. I'm just trying to tell the story my family has only spoken to me in whispers about. My grandmother, father, and uncle lived there for a few years and their experience was much different than the Navajo people who have lived there for generations upon generations. I just want to tell their story and get insight as to anyone else who has lived in that community and any other stories some people might be willing to share. My father and uncle are about two years apart in age. They lived in Navajo Mountain in the 1980s. My dad was 10 to 12 and my uncle younger. As it goes, they were always outside riding bikes with their friends, natives of the reservation. My grandma was recovering from an abusive relationship with their father and wasn't too concerned with their whereabouts, being it was a small community. There wasn't much trouble around, nor would they know what real trouble was at that age. Trouble wasn't the issue to young white boys on a reservation then. Pure terror was. It was a typical night without any parental supervision. The night was colder than usual, and the night sky was blacker than you could imagine. In such a desolate place, the stars in the sky would light the night. This night was as if the earth had moved to a different dimension, an abyss. The boys raced each other as they did every night, until they were compelled to force their brakes in unison. They simultaneously looked up, each boy's face melted from carefree, innocent and adolescent to unadulterated horror. The boys stood motionless, grasping their bikes with every nerve, muscle and strength in their body on the dirt road. To the right of them was a mesa, one they rode by every day. The mesa that paralleled from my family's home. The mesa that they could see through my father and uncle's bedroom every night. This mesa would become fear and nightmares to them from this night forward. At the top of the mesa was a roaring fire. Taller than any bonfire that someone could assemble. Bigger than a group of people could assemble. It raged and was unbelievable. It was almost as tall as the mesa itself. More unbelievable was the pitch black figure seen cavorting around the bonfire. The native boys with my father and uncle informed them that this was not a typical Navajo dance or ritual. Pits began to form in their stomachs. Friends of my father and uncle turned back around without a word and bolted back to their homes. My father and uncle threw their bikes to the ground and ran across the unpaved road into their home. The two came back in a panic, relaying what they'd seen to my grandmother, but she was unconcerned. A legend of the native she told them and shooed them away they laid awake all night in their shared room not saying a word to one another they forced their curtains as close as possible too scared to look out the window and see what they shouldn't have to begin with neither could shake the images burnt into their memory but the sun managed to rise and peek through into their room a sense of release washed over them as the darkness had faded The boys left their beds and traveled to the kitchen to try a second time to tell my grandmother what they saw that night. They tried to get a handle on what they saw, but it was as if they couldn't explain it. Again, my grandmother brushed them off. With a coffee and newspaper more important than their story, she told them to climb the mesa and investigate. The boys wrangled the friends who shared the experience with the night prior as they passed on their bikes. The friends stayed on the dirt road. Looking up at the Mesa as my father and uncle climbed up to see any evidence of the hell-burning fire they witnessed together. The Mesa wasn't much taller than an average one-story house, so the brothers took less than two minutes to climb to the top where the nightmare took place. When they got to the top they were hysterical and also relieved. There was no indication a bonfire of that enormity, or even a fire at all had taken place on the Mesa they had clearly seen it the night earlier. They climbed down and told the message to the friends who had also been a part of the shocking scene. Their native friends looked at them in shock, but neither said a word to them. They immediately turned their bikes around and proceeded home. It was never talked about again despite my father and brother asking about it. My grandmother and everyone else in the community refused to talk about it again. My father is a skeptic. He does not believe in anything paranormal. Aliens, ghosts, mermaids, you name it. But whenever I ask about the skinwalker he saw, he turns pale and white. He gets quiet, jumpy and curt. I had to plead to get the full story out of him and I could see goosebumps and every hair standing up on his arms when he shared his experience. My grandma took me to Navajo Mountain in 2019 to show me her history and to see how Navajo natives still live on this reservation today. According to her, Not much has changed since living there in the 80s. I hiked and explored what I could of the reservation, as to not invade or violate any of the Navajo reservation and its beauty. However, I did feel a change in mood when I visited. My existence felt heavy, as if I wasn't supposed to be there or if I was invading on territory that wasn't meant for me. Not caused by any of the community there, but just by my presence being on the land. I will never forget my experience visiting and all that I learned about reservation life. My intention is to hear any other stories from Navajo mountain residents or talk with some people with similar stories in the Navajo reservation. I climbed the mesa where the skinwalker my dad and uncle claimed had its ritual. I felt pretty normal until I got to the top and stood in the middle. I felt some darkness creep into me as I stood there. I've never been the same since. I was examining my field with my nephew and I looked to my left and seen something hunched over attacking my cattle. I yelled at it to get away and it stood up and look about 8 feet tall. I ran into my truck and got my shotgun and fired once and hit it but I don't know where I hit him. I know it wasn't a bear because when it fell and got back off it sprinted like a human. I chased its blood trail to the river where I lost it. When I shot it, it gave a creepy scream like a cry. We were going to camp at Timothy Lake at Gone Creek Campground for our three-year wedding anniversary but it was full. So we started driving around the backside to try and find a place to camp and it was starting to get dark. We found a dirt road that we turned off on and we did not know if it was a through road or if it was going to dead end but we just kept driving. We followed the road back approximately three miles where it turned into a dead end. Being so late, we decided to set up camp. I was a little weary because the first thing I saw was gun shells but my husband told me not to worry, he would protect me. We had found a beautiful spot with a huge fire pit, and no one around, anywhere. At about 11 pm, we were relaxing, taking in all the stars and listening to the quiet wilderness sounds when all of the sudden, we heard what sounded like a loon and ended in a growl. Then, about 10 seconds later and 5 miles across, We heard another growl. It was like no other sound either of us had ever heard and my first response was was that a bear? My husband, trying to be calm said, no, that was a bird. Ten minutes later I said, well, I'm gonna hit the hay, like a small little tent is gonna save me. The next morning we discussed it over coffee and my husband admitted in the daylight that that was not a bird and that it sent shivers down his spine. My husband is 210 and a badass. That is one anniversary I will never forget. When we got our spot the next day at Gone Creek, we told the camp host about our previous night and she said that she believed us and that there have been a few sightings in that same area. I live in a house practically in the National Forest and I've always been freaked out. My mom had already went to bed and I was alone. It was about 11 o'clock. I was just sitting, doing nothing really and I heard a high-pitched howl-like scream off in the distance. Let's just say I freaked out a wee bit. This went on for 5 maybe 10 minutes. I tried to wake my mom up because not only was I scared, but I wanted a witness, but she wouldn't wake up. The screams continued and I just tried to ignore it. I was a passenger in my sister's car driving on Highway 22 about 4 pm. I looked over the left where there is a hill that's been cleared for power lines and saw what I first thought was a large man come running out of the trees across the clearing. Then I realized he was completely covered in hair. I yelled to my sister to look. The man-like creature was over 7 feet tall and very muscular looking. He crossed the clearing in about 4 seconds, long strides. My sister thought it was a man at first and then a bear and then realized it couldn't have been either. It ran upright the whole way and its arms were swinging at its sides and it had very broad shoulders. My first impression was that it was very powerful and that it was trying to get across the clearing as quick as possible. We stopped the car and waited to see if it came back out, but it didn't. I would have gone up to look for footprints but I have bad knees and my sister was scared. It was broad daylight so I know what I saw. My sister and I have both lived in Alaska and have both seen bears so we know that's not what it was. I have never seen this before. It was about 8.30 PM. While taking out the trash at work with a coworker slash roommate, a large dog approached us. It seemed to be galloping. It wasn't walking normally, like an animal should. Despite the many surrounding lights, the dog appeared to be entirely black. It was silhouetted just enough that you could see its muscle definition. I could see a slight reflection in its eyes. It seemed to lack a shadow. My roommate and I both expressed having different experiences and visions of the dog. When I initially saw the dog, I interacted saying, ah, dog, in excitement. For me, It proceeded to sit entirely still on the cement, staring, like a statue. What I saw was a large, fluffy, black dog. Lazy ears. Similar to a Newfoundland dog. My roommate expresses seeing the dog as a large, very muscular, aggressive-looking black dog that stood rigid the entire time, staring like it wanted to attack. It was short-haired, muscled, and had pointed ears. I jokingly stated that the dog looked like a skinwalker, not really anticipating that anything would happen. Then we immediately felt a wake of dread fall over us. Something was wrong. We both saw the dog's jaw open, almost as if it was about to bark. We heard a distant yet extremely clear, high-pitched come here. The dog immediately turned to take off. We turned around the corner, The creature was unreasonably far up the road for the short amount of time that it was not being observed. It was wobbling, crossing its paws, walking oddly. When it turned left around a corner, it seemed to nearly stand up on its hind paws, walking on two legs, just before passing around out of sight. The rest of the night was just as interesting. We had trouble with certain objects slightly moving place. Nudging a bit. settling. It quickly became more aggressive. But then, just as we were about to leave, we heard a loud and persistent knocking coming from the front of the store. We quickly went to our cars. On the drive home, I tried to blast music and ignore what I had just seen. I heard whispering coming from my back seat, I couldn't quite make out any words. It just sounded like whistling, almost. But get this, I saw a random antique clawfoot bathtub on the left side of the road, in a field. It was certainly not there the day before, or even that morning on my drive there. The kicker? I was watching the sidelines of the roads for animals, and I most certainly saw a buck. He was leaping out in front of the road, a good 50 feet ahead. I slammed on my brakes, but when I got closer, it was merely a bush. Perhaps I was just paranoid, but this is all very concerning. A friend and I were scouting for elk, it was getting dark so we started headed down the mountain, we were in two different pickups. My partner was ahead of me about 10 seconds, we were on the last turn headed down to the mainline APRO. 3 miles away, I noticed ahead of me my partner was turning around and started to come my way, then he stopped and started looking the other way, by then it was dark and it had been raining. I noticed something about 70 yards away on the side of road, It looked like the back end of a large object or a car. We had our headlights right on the object. Then I could tell it wasn't a car or pickup because there was no reflection or anything like that. We sat there approximately 30 seconds watching. At first the thought was someone was broke down. Then my partner had enough and started to leave down the mountain toward the main line. Then all of the sudden the object starting running away around the bend. I had a great view where I was parked. All I saw was something roughly 6 to 7 feet tall running so fast, I saw long arms swinging back and forth and its stride was impressive. It was like a track star running with their arms swinging how they do. When I first seen this object it was a light gray color then when it started running it was a light brownish in color real light. Didn't he get to see any parts of face? After that I caught up with my partner and asked what in hell was that? He replied that he seen it walking down the side of the road 40 yards away from him it turned away and started running very fast. He described to me the long arms and its stride it had, I told him when he drove off it started running away and I also seen its long arms and stride. We went back up there the next day to look for tracks, but it had been raining for some while. I was a believer when I was a little kid but once I got older I didn't believe in it at all. Now at 33 years old. I know what I seen and there is Bigfoot out there. Me and my buddy were out looking place to gold pan. We just took off panning every creek we came to. We were driving down this road and I saw two tracks in the snow in the middle of the road. I hunt deer, elk, bear, cats. These were two tracks that were big. I told my buddy something's not right so we went down the road further and ran out of road. We went to turn around and heard sticks breaking and heard a loud walking just above us in the thick brush. My buddy got out to see if we could turn the truck around and get the hell out of there and a growl came from our right by the side by the creek. The smell was like rotten trash. Bear, deer and elk don't smell like that. So we left. I went to Joshua Tree a few days ago in an Airbnb with three of my friends. The house was a nice size and had to be accessed by a unpaved dirt road. The closest house to us was maybe a mile away. All houses in this area have private driveways too. On one of our drives back from getting groceries I had saw an animal run away from our headlights super fast, but I couldn't make it out. I assumed it was like a deer or something because of how big it was. But, all I had seen in the desert were quails. No big animals. That night I had a dream that my friends and I were searching for something and we were taken to a basement full of things and there was a small house with a red door. We went inside but I don't remember what was there. This may or may not have anything to do with my experience but I read here that dreams do have correlation. One of the nights of our stay we had a bonfire and did some stargazing. I had to pee at one point so I went inside and was gone for maybe five minutes. When my friend and I came back my two other friends weren't sitting by the fire. I just sat and waited a couple minutes for them to come back, but ended up going inside to check for them but they weren't there. We go back out and start calling for them and get no response instead, we hear coughing close by the right side of the house where the pool was. We immediately knew it was our friend because they had been kinda reserved, our first instinct was to find them and help. At some points of the trip we had gotten concerned if they were sick or something but they ended up feeling a lot better. We start to go looking for them by the pool but we call again, and in response we just hear the same exact cough, same pitch. It was the same cough maybe four or five times. We thought our friend was throwing up or maybe smoking. Usually when we called for them they'd answer immediately except for this time there was just more coughing. The last time we called they had finally answered and started coming around from the opposite side of the house and the sounds of them walking and taking came from the left side side of the house just seconds after we heard the coughing on the right side, and they were completely oblivious to everything that was happening. They had no idea about the coughing and didn't even hear us calling until they got closer to the house. As soon as I realized the coughing was a lure for us it confirmed that something had been keeping an eye on us. Based off of what I've read I'm very sure I had a skinwalker experience. I'll answer any questions, I also need to know if I should get cleansed. Edit. This can't be chalked up to hearing things because of weed. We all have high tolerances and weed doesn't make you hear things. We were both very aware and I was probably the most sober. It was very quiet too. We had just turned off the music because we were talking we ended up smoking later that night and the friend we thought we heard coughing has such a soft cough you can barely hear it the pitch of the coughing we heard specifically sounded like our friend but as if something was stuck in their throat or throwing up My wife and I drove up to the top of the ridge on Humboldt mountain off of road 23 and took the side road that leads to a yellow forest service gate. We decided to get out and walk down the road. The ground was patchy slash old snow. We noticed some rabbit tracks and bear and elk signs. As we were looking at the tracks made in the snow we noticed a trail of humanoid footprints. The tracks came down off the bank onto the road as if it was crossing over the ridge. The tracks were about 14 inches long, 8 to 10 inches wide. Even though the tracks were older, some clearly showed toe impressions. We had our blue healer dog, with us and he did not act weird. We had went camping in an old cabin and in the middle of the night our dog started barking. He burrowed himself in between us and stayed for the rest of the night which I thought was odd but it was a new place to a puppy. The next morning we woke up to our two mummy bags soaked with weird musty smell and wetness that soaked into the wood floor of the open, no doors or windows cabin and was a huge spot. It was on my girlfriend's side and she was having her monthly. We knew the dog couldn't have peed that much in three days let alone one night. Then two days later at about 10 p.m. We heard snapping of thick branches and something huge running and we watched to see what it was and all of a sudden we seen a tall shadow about seven feet tall run across the road and up a slight hill in three steps. The dog flew into my lap and would not calm down for nothing until he was put into tent. The next morning my girlfriend, her mom and five-year-old son and I went to check out the area we seen Bigfoot and we found large footprints that were as plain as day behind the cabin and across the road. I wear a size 9 boot and the footprint was about 4 to 5 inches longer than my shoe when I placed it beside it. Hello first time posting here. I didn't experience these sightings myself but my mom and cousin slash brother did. These both happened on the Omaha and Winnebago reservations. So my mom was on her way back from the store in Winnebago and it was evening kinda dark and she saw something crawling from the ditch she said it looked like the Gollum dude from the Lord of the Rings trilogy. It's eyes were reflecting she didn't look back at it cause she was driving. Okay the second one my brother slash cousin was driving these people around drinking. He was sober I think this was on the south of the Omaha reservation country roads basically just trees and fields. And he saw this thing walking on all fours across the road it had pale skin and had like a long nose like those anteaters anyways it crossed and they sped by everyone in the car saw it, but they didn't seem to get scared so yeah I just thought I'd share these. Now to start everything off I live in northern Quebec and I've lived there for about 17 years now. My grandfather used to take me hunting out in woods when I was 10. He told me one of his stories when I was younger about a Wendigo that was possibly hunting in the woods. He had told me that livestock have mysteriously gone missing. The animals have been eaten or just taken is what his thoughts were. But his thoughts were cancelled out when he seen this giant deer one day. This deer he said was the biggest deer Hess ever seen as in his entire life could have easily weighted at least 400 pounds. So as he picked up his gun when he saw the deer he dialed in his sight for the range at least 200 feet out. When he dialed in his sight he aimed and bang. He said he shot the deer at least twice with A308 LA Pua but the deer never stood a chance he said but yet the deer still stood tall. So my grandfather after a couple of seconds of thinking, I remember this very vaguely but he picked me up and ran as fast as he could. Once we got back to the cabin he was out of breath going downstairs into the basement picking up every single gun he owned loading it and cocking it. It was just me my grandfather my dad and my brother-in-law at the time. We all held our guns up high except for me with my tiny little 22 caliber thinking I would do some damage. We anxiously waited for this thing this beast to follow us into the cabin but after 45 minutes of waiting nothing happened. Later that day around 7am. We decided to pack our stuff and get the hell out of Dodge but once we got back into the city we were all very shaken up and it was a very very quiet ride home. I'm 32 now but I remember my father telling me a story when I was 15 saying that grandpa went out to the same exact woods and never came back we have never heard from or seen my grandfather ever again. Now I know what some of you are thinking oh you guys just saw a deer and your grandfather overreacted maybe maybe but it was very very quiet the air was very still there was not a single sound to be heard so we think possibly it might have been a Wendigo but here's the thing. After my father told me the story when I was 15 years old I've certainly heard some things outside my window it's been very quiet at night at times s when I'm sitting outside having a cigarette but maybe whatever was in those woods when I was 10 years old started to follow us back from Quebec in those woods. Why do I think this you might ask? My dog Charlie has gone missing for two weeks now he always and I mean always comes back when we whistle and call his name there has been no dogs looking like charlie at the pound no one has seen a dog like charlie so we maybe think that something from those woods took charlie that's what my dad thinks i personally think charlie may have run away so my question to you guys is what do you think might have been in those woods when i was 10 years old in quebec and did it follow us back We located a trail in the snow that went from the road down an embankment, through the creek, up another embankment to a lookout-type spot where you could see the road but not be seen. Then the tracks went back down through the creek and back to the road about 20 feet from the start of the tracks. Also, we think someone was trying to lower it to the road because we found a banana peel in a tree and an apple on the side of road. Tracks look to be a couple days old. To start things off I'm not from the US, I live in Eastern Europe and I'm surrounded by mountains and woods from every side, it's basically a valley. Had a very odd encounter that made me read into our folklore and the only thing that closely resembles the described entities are skin walkers and I'm here to ask for help from people that have more experience or knowledge on them. A month or so ago late at night I started hearing growling, Or something along the lines of a big dog loudly snoring. I didn't really pay it any mind because I was on the phone talking to my boyfriend, turned everything off so he can hear it as well. We both just assumed some dog snuck in my garden. Same thing happened a few more time over the span of the upcoming two to three weeks. This Monday I was out in my backyard having some wine at around midnight and music was playing when I heard something like a dog or a cat running across leaves. I turned the music off and it happened again. To be honest I was gonna go up to check it out but my boyfriend texted me not to, and to use flash and look around. I did that and near the walnut trees I have in the distance I saw something resembling a human but I wasn't sure what I'm seeing because my eyesight is not the greatest and I wear glasses. So I decided to look trough my phone and as I was zooming in my heart dropped because it definitely looked like a deformed human. I snapped a pic and bolted back inside. That was three nights ago and every single night since then I feel like I'm sleeping half awake with the exception of last night where I had a very vivid dream of a close friend of mine acting unusual and having piercing green eyes, they're brown. Can anyone help with explaining how to get rid of entities resembling skin walkers if it even is that? I'm not easy to believe stuff like this but it made me really paranoid especially at night. I was fishing the creek and I waited in the creek to get past a willow thicket. When I got back in the open, the hair on the back of my neck stood up and I stopped and looked around. I spotted a large, blackish-brown thing in the creek. I thought it was a bear till it looked up and I saw its face. I stood still and waiting to see what would happen. Then thing looked back down. Then to my left front a loud screaming grunt and the sound of limbs breaking scared the shit out of me. The thing in the water stood up and started to walk away grunting and howling as it went. There was a smell of rotten eggs and shit in the air. The thing I saw was about 6 feet 5 to 7 feet tall and walked upright. The arms were huge and longer than normal. On the last day of our vacation we were driving to dinner when my dad saw strange, about 14 inch tracks on the side of the road. The next day we were driving to airport when all of us saw the strange tracks and there was about 50 to 100 yards of them. We saw the Bigfoot tracks in kind of brown dirt and sand. They were about 14 inches and at least 4 feet apart. There was about a 100 yard trail of tracks. I've only been living here at Snow College for a couple months but something strange is definitely happening here. For context, I am part Native American of the Lakota Sioux Tribe, and I'm trying to reconnect with that part of my heritage as I have moved out and away from my parents. I have always believed in the existence of skinwalkers, but the events that have transpired over the past couple of months have solidified it for me. At first, the occurrences started out small, hearing footsteps, growling in bushes, etc. But as the weeks have gone on they have gotten to be bigger and bigger. It all came to a head Saturday night when I get a frantic text from a good friend of mine saying that he's messed up big time and scared shitless. Now this friend of mine is a very imposing dude, six feet two around 280, and he grew up around Baltimore, so it takes a lot to scare him. So he's going through and telling me what happened and what he saw. A couple blocks away from the main campus they're building a new temple and this friend loves to walk around this area at night. According to him, just past the one streetlight on this road, he could see a massive dog pacing back and forth, east to west. He described it as a dog with the posture of a bear, toned build, obviously wild but no discernible fur on it like it was completely in silhouette. So of course I do some research and see the accounts of the Sherman family on their ranch, and Gwen's description of a wolf dog she ran into sounds eerily similar to what my friend saw. What my friend neglects to tell me until we were out there again last night is that he was whistling on his walk. As we approached the spot where he saw it the night before, sitting under the streetlight, was the creature, it was exactly as he described it. Huge dog, posture of a bear, pointy ears, smoothest skin I've seen on a wild animal ever. We're both rightfully spooked, so we head back towards campus, as we're walking past the humanities building, he tells me that it was around this spot where he was seeing shadow figures, he described them as having distinct human forms, and hearing what sounded like a huge animal running at him, he came across a bald eagle feather in the middle of the sidewalk. There haven't been any bald eagle sightings in Ephraim, from what I know, we hung out on campus for a while after out encounter by the temple grounds, and we both were able to come to the conclusion that there was almost like a line across campus that the sightings would stop. Against my better judgment, I'm planning on going out there again later tonight to see if I could maybe get any pictures of this thing for concrete evidence that we both saw something, and that it wasn't just our nerves getting to us.